Today's episode of The Realities of Being Single is sponsored by Outpouring of Life Internet Ministries. The senior pastor is Prophet O'Shea Morgan, and this church specializes in helping those who need to feel, deal, and heal. For more information, please go to their website at www.outpouringoflife.com. Again, www.outpouringoflife.com. We thank Outpouring of Life Internet Ministries for sponsoring this podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you are listening to this podcast. Welcome to the realities of being single. I am your host, Tanja Withers. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's topic, sex and being single. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about it today. I will admit I have been apprehensive about this subject matter because of my own personal journey in regards to sex. But since this is the realities of being single, I can't talk about anybody else's point of view but my own. I could go in with statistics. I could go in with a whole bunch of documented information in regards to sex. But I have a feeling that that is not the reason why you listen to this podcast, because you can get that information from anywhere. So I'm going to talk about sex and being single the best way I know how. So with that said, if you're willing to take this journey with me, let's go. Follow me. So, as far as my own experience, personally, I have chosen abstinence for my life. Abstinence, which also includes removing all forms of sex from my life, which includes masturbation. And I can proudly say it has been over 10 years since I have abstained completely from sex. And I chose this for my life because of the fact that as a single person who has never been married nor have children, I want my you know, intimate time with my husband to be special. Of course, it's not going to be the same as someone who is a virgin, but I want my husband to understand that I have taken cautious aware of my body and as to who I have allowed to enter into it. 
So the extended amount of time that I have taken not only to refrain from sex, but to heal my mind and my emotional state as well as my body. So when my husband does come, he will not get a person that has an excessive amount of baggage. If you all can understand what I'm saying. Many of us come into relationships as broken people, but unfortunately some people expect for the other person to help fix them when they should go into the relationship free from that. But I'm gonna save that subject for another time. So I made this conscious decision about myself, but let me tell you about the person I was prior to this decision. Now, for those of you who have been following my podcast, I have made it very clear that I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I gave my life to Christ when I was 22 years old. Now, when I first got saved, I was still out there doing my thing, you know, as a single person. But I didn't take my beliefs seriously until I turned 33. 33 was a pinnacle point of my life where I answered the call to what has been given to me as far as um, serving God is concerned. So I said, okay, fine. I'll take it a little more seriously. But prior to me being saved and prior to me, I mean, even when I was saved and not taking the call seriously, oh, I enjoyed myself tremendously. Um, But one of the things that I've learned um, since being abstinent, because this is not the first time I, I refrained from sex. This is not the first time. So in, my, in churches that I have attended, um, there was this word that was thrown around, especially when I used to go to singles meetings. It was, it was bizarre to me and I never understood it until I got older. And that word was soul ties. And I'm like, well, what is that? So basically soul ties is when you have bonded sexually and there is a a deep connection that is bonded between you two. And it, it, it has to take spirit, a real spiritual, um, learning and praying, fasting, and a lot of things of that nature to be released from it. Here's an example. 
Have you ever had sex with an individual and the sex was good, but deep down you know that they are a horrible individual? Um, you come to realize you don't like their personalities too much or, or just something about their move or their flow or the way they carry themselves that turns you off, but you keep coming back because of the sex. Like from the moment you hear their voice, your heart jumps. Or if you look at the person and um, you get chills going up and down your spine or if you are if you are a female if you if the person that you've had sex with even looks at you from the from across the room and your lips starts to pucker and I'm not talking about from your mouth those are reactions to when you have bonded with someone on a physical level, which is the definition of a soul tie. Um, when I was going through this process of cleansing, I thank God that I don't have a large body count on me. However, Nonetheless, I have had plenty of experiences, but the unfortunate part of my experiences, I was not satisfied. So, you know, through counseling and things that's nature, I had to find out why was I not being satisfied. I enjoyed doing the act, but I never received an orgasm from it, ever. The only time I did that, let me rephrase that, I just remembered, was only when I lost my virginity. That was the only time. Other than that, no, I have not. And again, I was enjoying the act but never received the outcome from the act. So I really had to dig deep and find out why. And when I found out why, I came to realize that it wasn't the, the men that I was having sex with that couldn't give me the orgasm, it was me. I was having my own issues internally in the midst of the act. And that reality hit me. So then I had to ask myself the question, why continue to have sex if I'm not enjoying it? Now, mind you, this I asked myself this question before I took my call 
and my beliefs seriously. I just wanted to state that. So, so at, after, at 33, I decided to be more focused, take my call seriously, do what I need to do, things of that nature. And then um, I got caught up with an old friend and we're reminiscing, talking about the good old days. And, and the more we started talking, the more things got physical. And then we ended up having sex. And once again, I was enjoying the act, but did not receive any results from the act. And I was like, here we go again. So, and there were some issues that I also have with this old friends to a point that, um, that we no longer spoken. But the fact re remaining is I did not realize that I had deeply rooted issues in regards to sex. Now, as far as reaching an orgasm at that time, I had no problems doing it on my own. And could not figure out why I couldn't get there when there was a partner involved. But needless to say, the deeply rooted issue was I wasn't secure with myself to be free. What do I mean by that? Meaning I wasn't secure in myself with my body because I was so conscious of what I looked like to the guy because I know that men are visual creatures, things of that nature. So I'm very well aware that those were the issues as to why I could not climax. So that's where the real work for me had to begin. So after that incident, I took a vow and I said, you know what? I'm going to abstain from sex completely, including masturbation. Because like I said, prior to that incident with the old friend, I did not have sex with anyone for 12 years. So that was from age 33 to the time that I met with my old friend. So that was a 12-year gap that I didn't have sex with anyone, but I was still masturbating. So after the incident with my old friend, I completely abstained from all forms of sex. Was it hard? Absolutely. Was it difficult? Sure it was. Um, it still is because now in a few months, I'm about to be 48 and 
those of you who knows that as a woman gets older, her sexual drive increases. So I am saying, you know, as I'm praying to God, I'm like, Lord, I pray that you bring my husband quickly because um, this thing right here, it's getting a little um, intense. But I consciously do not do anything about it. Now, again, as you're listening to this podcast, you're going to realize that why would you deprive yourself from that when psychologists says that it's great to masturbate, it's great to explore your body, it's great to um, you know, enjoy sex and get a release. I am not disputing any of that. That is the choice of any individual who chooses to go there. But as for me, I am patiently waiting for my husband so that I can finally enjoy what sex is really all about. Because that's where that bond forms between two people and the intensity that comes with it because the, the act of sex is a bond, whether we want to admit that or not. And when you break up with someone, you wonder why it's so hard to let go. It's because of that bond that you formed when you had sex. You can't get rid of that person right away, no matter how hard you try. And that whole out of sight, out of mind complex, that is nothing but the devil. It takes work to remove somebody from your mind as well as your heart. It takes work to get rid of that. It takes work to um, not focus on memories that takes you back to a place that one does not want to go. That's why the past is called the past for a reason. And that's why your ex is labeled an ex for a reason. That is why. But I use this subject to say that, you know, we are all grown adults here and everyone is going to do what they're going to do. But I felt like I needed to share my experience because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I am not the only one who is currently going through this at the moment. In fact, I follow an Instagram page that's called the Sexless Tribe. This group is specific for those who are abstaining completely from sex. So there are a number of us out here who has chosen to abstain. But I also know that there are people who enjoys having sex and love it. I say, congratulations. <laughs> but as far as I am concerned with me and my walk, I choose to abstain. And I don't regret my decision, not in the slightest. And in the midst of this walk, I now am comfortable in my body. 
I am now comfortable in my emotional state and I am confident in where I stand on my life that no one can sway me to and fro. So I have a lot of these things now than I ever have in my past. So that is why I am confident that by the time my husband and I say I do, and we have our wedding night or probably the next day, if we have those that long reception, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to climax like never before. I am well aware of it. I believe it in my heart. So I just want to share that with you today. And I just want to share that if you are like me and you have taken a stand, just know you're not the only one. And again, um, I highly recommend going on IG and looking for the Sexless Tribe. That is definitely a group that you want to join because I've joined it. And I'm grateful for a community of like-minded people who have made the decision to wait until marriage. And most of all, for those of you who are believers like myself, pray, definitely pray about your feelings and your take of God. And please don't be one of these religious people. It's like, oh, I can't talk to God about sex and stuff like that. Um, you know what? He made us. Um, he is well aware of who we are. So um, we can talk to him about anything. Just want to put that out there. So. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the realities of being single and definitely look out for me. Um, I'm everywhere on social media at uh, Tanja E. Withers and definitely go to my website where you can find all of my um, social media widgets at um, www.tanjaewithers.com. T O-N-J-A-E-W-I-T-H-E-R-S dot com. You can look for all of my information, my books, this podcast, and everything else in between regarding me there. Thank you so much for joining me today. And have a wonderful day. And if you don't mind, share this podcast. Let this word get out because we need more deep and honest conversations about sex. Take care. <laughs>